from the gospel. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. My sheep know me. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. On uh, January 1st, 2015, that's not that long ago. Here we are up on May the 1st this week. On January 1st, we had the feast of Mary, the mother of God. And after Mass, a lady came up to me, Erica. Um, she and her husband um, lived just outside of the city. And Erica came up to me and she said, uh, she said, you know, today's the feast of Our Lady. I'm going to start coming every night to the, uh, the rosary procession that we have at St. William. We started on uh, J- June the 15th, 2013. And so she said, it's about time I started. So I said, I'll tell you what, Erica, come when you have like your wedding anniversary, your birthday. Come when there's some special pressing need that you have. Something you want to say thank you to God and Our Lady for. Um, I said, come on those those days, but the rest of the days, Erica, why don't you just go ahead and pray the rosary at 9 o'clock at home? Because they only have one vehicle uh, because of their uh, their circumstances. They have one vehicle. And I said, uh, you can't be coming, you can't be using the vehicle there like that every night. So, uh, so she started. Uh, when did she start? That evening. At 9 o'clock, she was praying the rosary. At home, her husband wasn't there. He and two other men got into his truck and they were driving into Dallas. And guess what was happening as they were driving into Dallas? It was raining. (laughs) Welcome to the Everglades. (laughs) Anyway, they were driving into Dallas and uh, he was only going about 45. Um, Usually people who drive 45, they get in the fast lane. The, um, anyway, he was in the slow lane and, um, They were being careful. Erica was at home praying the rosary, uniting her rosary with our rosary here. Okay, so uh, so he's going about 45 miles an hour. And in the fast lane, he sees behind him this car just coming and just whoosh. This car just passes him by like he's standing still. She must be going 75 or faster. She hits some water, hydroplanes. Uh, turns around twice and then bams into the side of that truck. How many people were injured? How many people were killed? Um, you know, what would most Catholics say? They were lucky. You know, why does he ever listen to us ever again? Oh, oh, it was great. Uh, oh, it was terrible and nobody was killed. How lucky. Yeah, like he wasn't involved at all. That was day one. That Erica started praying the rosary, um, praying the rosary with us here at St. William. And she was praying from home. I told you we started the rosary um, June the 15th, 2013. Um, there was a friend of mine um, who was uh, uh, talking to some friends up in Pennsylvania. Uh, that family is going through a, a very sad divorce. So he told them about what we're doing here in Greenville with the rosary and the kids. Of course, we know that kids are not affected by divorce. Um, My parents divorced. Um, The four of us were affected by divorce. There is not a family here which is not in some way affected by divorce. When the kids heard about our rosary procession, guess what they started doing? Every night, 
they pray the rosary with us from from Pennsylvania. Uh, it's just probably one of those things that kids do to stay up later. Oh, come on, let's pray the rosary. Can we keep the TV on? Um, no, they don't keep the TV on. But look at that. The kids are actually asking. And Our Lady, God, is... No, Our Lady is not God. Our Lady and God are helping these children. Um, the other day I was in Dallas and I, I went to uh, the grocery store. I went up to the deli and this lady was helping me. And all of a sudden she starts crying. Uh, I make people cry in Hunt County. I make people cry in Dallas County. Um, anyway, the, uh, she started crying. She said, will you pray for my daughter, Jeanette? I, I don't know her daughter, Jeanette. So I said, no. Um, she said, will you please pray for my daughter, Jeanette? She's five months pregnant. It's a difficult pregnancy. You know what I told her? You need to go to Jesus. You need to go to him and pray to him. And don't ask me to pray for her. And can I have an extra one of those? No. I said, of course I'll pray uh, for Jeanette. I even gave her my miraculous medal. Um, the, um, don't you have people all the time asking you to pray? And, and Catholics, we always feel so guilty when we talk about praying to Mary. Mary's not God. Mary is a Christian. I'm a Christian. Christians pray for other Christians. And Christians pray for non-Christians. Well, Mary's dead. No, no, she's alive in heaven. Yeah, yeah. And how hard is this for Catholics to speak of? I don't understand it. Um, but I have to get this out of the way. Uh, because the rosary, the rosary, if you want to understand the rosary, according to the mind of Christ, according to the mind of the church, the rosary is this. The rosary is this. Everything that happened at this point Everything that happened in his life before, everything that happened after. That's what the rosary is. Well, I heard, well, you're wrong. You got it wrong. You need to study some more. But if you want the short answer, this is the rosary. What happened here, what happened before, what happened after. That's the rosary. Well, Ida, there, you know what? If you keep going on like that, it must be very difficult living with you. We're surrounded. We're surrounded all the time by people who, who, who say these kind of ridiculous things. Um, but what if I told that lady, I'm not going to pray for your daughter? How dare you? Where's the manager? Right? What if I said that? Father, you're even more heartless than I thought. Right? The, uh, no, of course I prayed with her. And I'm praying for her today. Jeanette, five months pregnant. Friends, there are people who are calling out for our help from Nepal because of that, uh, um, that earthquake uh, there, um, right next to China. I, we can help them today by praying the rosary. On the, back, on the back cover, sorry, the back page of the bulletin, you see we just had an anniversary. It's, it's amazing. People read the newspaper, um, and um, it's like well, the one thing you're not going to find in the newspaper is the news. Or on TV. For example, last week I heard about how um, many people in our country got together and sold one-fifth of our uranium holdings to Russia. Are, are we on drugs? And you know what? The next day in the Dallas Morning News, what did you read about it? Yeah, all day long, I think it was Wednesday, um, 
Oh, no, it was Thursday. I was hearing about it on the radio. On, fr- on Friday, I looked in the Dallas Morning News. Nothing. Nothing. I guess that's not news, right? So here an anniversary came, and you can see there, April 14th, 2014. This is from Katie Couric. I don't usually tune in to Katie Couric for many reasons, but here it is. Here's, I, went, I went ahead and, and got this because here's an anniversary that came. It's a year old, and it's already old news, right? But remember a year ago, April 14th, when um, a, a group of Muslim terrorists kidnapped almost 300 little girls. And today, most of those little girls will never, ever, ever again see mommy and daddy. I'm not going to go into this because we have little kids present, uh, but you parents, you understand. Okay. Also, I need to tell you that not all Muslims are Muslim terrorists. Um, only about probably a million from, I'm, I'm serious, there are many Muslims in the world, just a small percent. Yeah. Um, the, um, so this group of Muslim terrorists in Africa, in Nigeria, they kidnapped 300 little girls. I remember at the time someone said, uh, they said, we need to start a campaign on Twitter. Hashtag bring back our little girls. I'm glad that somebody was trying to raise awareness of their problem. But how many little girls did Twitter bring back? Right. Zero. Zero. Well, this bishop in Nigeria saw his diocese go from 125,000 Catholics to about 50 to 60,000 Catholics. Um, and last week he reported what has happened um, with this Muslim group, Boko Haram, this radical terrorist group, Boko Haram. Um, he was in his residence, he was in his house. And in his house, he has, he has a chapel. And in the chapel, he has a tabernacle. And the tabernacle is Jesus in Holy Communion. He was praying in front of Jesus in Holy Communion. And guess who appeared to him? Jesus. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And as you can read there, Jesus had in his hand a sword. Um, as soon as, uh, and he gave the sword, Jesus didn't say anything at first, but he He extended the sword to the bishop, and in turn, the bishop reached out for it. As soon as I received the sword, it turned into a rosary. Um, Then Jesus said to him three times, Boko Haram is gone. Boko Haram is gone. Uh, Boko Haram is gone. I like what the the next line the bishop wrote. the, The bishop said, I didn't need a prophet to give me the explanation. It was clear that with the rosary we would be able to expel Boko Haram. Um, the, um, so the bishop, this happened to him in Nigeria. Um, and he just now is uh, letting out the story. Um, and he goes on to say in this story, he says that, that what's, hap- what's going to happen in Nigeria is what happened um, in 1571. On October the 7th, excuse me, at the Battle of Lepanto. Lepanto is just off the coast of Greece. It's over a thousand miles away from Rome. And it was the first time the Muslims had been defeated by the Christians ever in a battle 
a naval battle. They had begun in the Holy Land in the Middle East, and they started moving west. In 1453, the biggest city in the world, Constantinople, they, um, they captured, and they changed the name to Istanbul. And what did they say? They said, we're going to go to Rome, we're going to take that cross that's on top of St. Peter's, and we're going to put up a crescent moon. It's just another reason why I love Our Lady Guadalupe. The next time you look over there, at, under her feet, what do you see? A crescent moon. I love you, Our Lady Guadalupe. The, um, yeah, we're going to take down that cross and we're going to put up a crescent moon. The crescent moon is the symbol of Islam. It was released last week. I don't know if you heard. Again, you're never going to read it in the newspaper. Um, the, um, it was, it was announced last week that um, when he was Pope, Pope Benedict uh, received death threats from Muslim terrorist groups. We're going to come kill you. So what happened in 1571, it's still happening. It's still, I'm not surprised. You're not surprised. So um, what did Pope St. Pius V do? Well, you know, Dominicans always... They have, a, they have a belt, a black belt on their white habit, and they always carry a big rosary on that um, belt. That's how St. Dominic um, helped um, preach um, the gospel to the south of France. We need to send some more Dominicans back down there. They need to be preached to again. But anyway, um, the, um, uh, so the Pope got all of Europe um, to pray the rosary on their own, also in outdoor processions. Um, and finally, he, got a, he scraped together enough Catholics to, to get together and go meet the Muslims in a battle at sea. But they were from all different countries. They spoke different languages. Their ships were not brand new. The, the Muslims, they had brand new ships. They had a lot more brand new ships. They were not tired. They even had slaves, Christians who had been caught. And they had them rowing the, the ships um, that they had. They were off the coast of Greece. The Christians didn't know where the Muslims were. But they, they, um, they got together there at the bottom of Italy. You know how Italy looks like a boot? Well, in front of the toe of the boot of Italy, there's this island. That's Sicily. Looks like a ball. Uh, that's where they all met. And uh, Don Juan of um, Asturias, Don Juan of Austria, he was the commander and they pulled away from Sicily and they were going to head over to the coast of Greece to look for the Muslims when another ship came in. Guess where the ship was from? Mexico. You see, the, the first bishop of Mexico was a Franciscan. The second bishop of Mexico was a Dominican. I tell you, those Dominicans are everywhere. Just you just lift up a rock? There's another one right there. So uh, the second bishop of Mexico heard what the Pope was asking people to do and the problems they were having with the, the, the Muslims wanting to, to conquer Rome. Um, so what did he do? He had an artist uh, paint a copy of Our Lady Guadalupe. By the way, scientists have done studies on her, on the original image. Um, she is not painted by human hand. They don't know how. But uh, kind of like the Shroud of Turin, it was not painted by human hands. But this bishop, the second bishop, a Dominican, he got, he, he had a copy made. Then he touched the copy 
to the original and blessed it and sent it off to Europe. He was sending it off to the Pope, but it didn't make it to the Pope. It made it to Sicily. And Don Juan um, took the image on his flagship. And when they started on October 7th, the Battle of Lepanto, he put her right there at the front of his ship. Her face was the first face they saw at the Battle of Lepanto. Now, I told you um, that Lepanto is over here off the coast of Greece, more than a thousand miles from Rome. Pope uh, St. Pius V was, um, was in his office. Um, he was talking to his accountant, probably doing what popes have always done, talking to his accountant and saying, how are we going to pay for this? Doesn't it sound like you fathers? How are we going to pay for this? Right? How are we going to pay for this? So he was talking to his accountant on uh, Sunday, October 7, 1571, when he called a timeout and he went over to the window, opened the window right there onto St. Peter's Square, and he started telling the people what was going on over a thousand miles away. You know why? He had excellent cell phone coverage. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he had all bars. Uh, the, uh, there are a lot of bars in Rome. But anyway, he did not have a cell phone. Um, and he was telling the people what was happening and how the battle was being won. Weeks later, after the battle was over, the men came back and they told them, and it fit right together with what the Pope had said. It's over a thousand miles away. You know how the Pope could see a thousand miles away? Every morning, he drank a big glass of carrot juice. Right, right. Okay, anyway, um, so the Pope had asked everybody to pray the rosary, and look what happened. Um, do you see how this is a second version of this? Right. Now, um, friends, um, you have problems in your family. People get sick, people die. Um, as I mentioned, divorce. Um, it could be, well, could be um, they're making you work overtime or you want a job where you can have some overtime. Friends, the sky's the limit. And you and I um, can participate. You and I can participate in um, praying the rosary together and we can actually bring about miracles. About three weeks ago, Erica um, was at uh, daily mass or no, it was a Sunday mass. And she came to the 8 o'clock Mass. And I said, Erica, can you bring your truck around to the front of the church? Just as we were starting the rosary procession outside, I said, everybody, look, here's the truck. Because I had told them at the rosary procession, I, here's the truck that on January 1st, 2015, was hit by that uh, woman as she's speeding into Dallas. You know, in the rainstorm, hydroplaned, hit, nobody was hurt, nobody was killed. They haven't gotten it fixed yet. Um, so, friends, um, what's stopping us? You see, uh, today is uh, Good Shepherd Sunday. Um, Jesus is the Good Shepherd. Well, if you and I are part of his flock, then we keep our eye on the Good Shepherd. This is the rosary. I don't care what you've heard. I don't care how you've misunderstood it before. This is the rosary. What's happening here, what happened in his life before, what happened in his life afterwards, that's the rosary, by praying the rosary. And now if you look on page two of the bulletin, Rosarium Virginis Maria, number three on page two, 
Pope St. John Paul II in 2002 said, you and I, when we pray this, we, we, we meditate on this, we should be using a lot more scripture. That's what he said. Now, friends, if you know of a better way where you and your, your, your spouse and your kids can focus on him on a daily basis, you do that instead. But for me and the rest of us, we're going to do this. And people say, well, my television program, there is nothing today on TV that you cannot uh, TiVo or copy. Um, and it, my, my personal preference is that after you copy it, hit delete. Um, we don't have enough time to do all the things we need to do. Oh, but those people in Nepal, they're just fine. I mean, they got all that Chinese food. And, you know, and uh, those people in California, they're dying of drought. Oh, just forget them. And... Uh, Jeanette and her baby, oh, they're going to be fine. And You see how it goes? We just, we just become lazy. Or we can actually focus on the Good Shepherd. Focus. Uh, we can also start saying to the, your husband or your wife or your kids, you know, a lot of people are in need and we're just sitting here and not lifting a finger. Oh, they'll be okay. Yeah, you know what? If the Titanic were sinking, they wouldn't lift a finger to get somebody on a lifeboat. Oh, well, what can I do? I'm just one person. The sword that Jesus gave that bishop, um, who is seeing his, his diocese just disappear, evaporate, he's the one, um, he's the one who is calling attention. Those, those mothers and fathers who will never see their daughters again, oh, they'll be okay. How heartless, how heartless can you be? Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and mine know me. In the name of the Father, Son of the Holy Spirit.